All right, welcome to the Minnesota BeerCast State Fair Edition number two. We are recording live on location at the uh, Horticulture Building, the Minnesota Craft Brewers Guild exhibit. On the, they were kind enough to. That's right. Thank you. Round of applause. Uh, they were kind enough to uh, to lend us uh, their stage for a little while. We really appreciate it. I am Drew. That's my co-host Schmitty over there. Hey, hey. How you doing? I am hot. Yeah, we are. We are just giant balls of sweat right yeah. now. We yeah. really are. Yeah, it's kind of gross. Yeah, we uh, we are usually giant, but today we are giant and and hot. <laughs> <laughs> but we have an awesome awesome show lined up here for the state fair. Thanks everybody for coming out and hanging out. We really appreciate it. We've got uh, prize. Brewing coming up on the show today? Yeah, we've got Prize Brewing. We've got Stephanie Shrimp from Blue Barn. We have got Rose from Fair State. We might have some news we might get to. Really? Uh, we, we have, well, I always prep news and we yeah. never get to it. I feel like it's a gag, but it's not. You actually prepped the show today. I, what, what do you mean today? I, I know, always I prep. It's so weird. You, you, you. See, it's, it's another running gag where you I've never, act like I don't prep. I've never seen you do this before. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how to react. <laughs> well, see, you start at the top, and it's, it's called a run sheet. We go through the show. So let's start at the top with, with Stephanie from Blue Barn and talk about what, what we've got on the show today, Drew. Stephanie from Blue Barn was incredibly generous, brought over uh, some fantastic food samples, uh, some beer samples. Good, uh, good evening, Stephanie. Thank you for joining us. Thank you for having me. Let's start off. Just uh, tell us, uh, you know, for those that might not be familiar, just talk about the Blue Barn a little bit. Um, it's kind of a, a, a staple at the uh, Minnesota State Fair, has been for a while. Uh, give, us the, give us sort of the background, uh, the backstory with the Blue Barn. That makes me so happy to hear that, that we're a staple, because that's what everyone wants. You want to be that that legacy spot that everyone talks about. Well, it's got it's nice because it, not only is the quality amazing, and you got like great food and great beer selections there, but it's got a nice iconic state fair yeah. look. I think the aesthetic is amazing. Yes. I really do. Um, the architects that we worked with, the Cunningham Group, did just an amazing job. This is our fifth season. So we came when the West End Market was brand new in 2014. And it is. It's an, I mean, it's the barn speaks to the agricultural roots of the state fair. Absolutely. And this year we had something. We actually bought our own farm about two years ago down by New Prague. And this year we were able to grow um, all of the basil for our blueberry basil lemonade for the state oh, fair. Neat. So oh, our, our farmers come up three times and brought us about 100 pounds of basil. So that's, that's awesome. Yeah, it's really cool. That's really cool. The, Hopefully the one day we'll have to tops too. <laughs> oh, you! Now you're speaking my language. Well, they're they're planted. They um, we have three big grain bins, and we've planted hops around the grain bins and are trellising them up. But as I'm sure you know, they take a while. You don't get to harvest the first year. Uh, it's much like we planted. 4,000 crowns of asparagus two years ago, and you really can't harvest asparagus until about the third season. So, but hey, it's a 40-year perennial crop. So and you ain't going we're, anywhere. No, we're not going anywhere. So we're, <laughs> we can wait a couple of years. State so, Fair is going to be around in 40 yep, years, and yep. so is the Blue Barn. So, so a bit of, bit of a tangent, and we'll come back to to the Blue Barn because that's mm -hmm. what we're here for. But talk talk hops to me. Do you know what kind of hops you have planted at the at the farm? I do not. I know Cascade 
it is a very popular mm-hmm. hop, but uh, we'd have to get Matt and Alex involved to All right. To we're going to pencil the, that in yeah. for a future yeah. show. Yeah. yeah. We're going to get Matt. Alex's not aware about. of this whole farm well, aspect. And I do I want know. to learn more about it. The boys sent me pictures um, this week that we will have our first wet hopped beer nice. very soon. Nice. So it's yeah. a very cool. Uh, you want to check them out. Freehouse Beer on Instagram or Facebook. Some beautiful pictures of those luscious, you know, soft and I wish I had a flower arrangement of those. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Since you mentioned Freehouse Beer, I have been remiss this uh, show and uh, you, I want to thank you for being kind enough. You sponsor, Freehouse Beer is the sponsor of the Minnesota Beer Cast, has been for a while now. Uh, go to any Blue Plate restaurant, any place they serve Freehouse Beer. Go to the Blue Bar and while the fair's still going on and try it. You guys do uh, fantastic work and we are very grateful uh, for your support of the program. Thank you. So thank you. Let's, let's talk about some of this fantastic food that you guys have at the Blue Barn, which, you know, you mentioned earlier, it's over on the West End, and it's kind of an anchor um, over there when they redid that West End. It's very Americana, and it very stands out. It's, it's a lovely place. Let's talk about the, uh, the food you guys have brought here um, for us to, to take a look at and to sample. So I brought a couple of classics, and then I brought a couple of our new items. So our official, air quotes, you can't see this on the radio, but air quote, <laughs> official new food is the Swedish meatball smorgas. And smorgas is the Swedish word for open-faced sandwich. It's a pork and beef meatball, much like, you know, your grandma would make. And a black pepper white gravy. Oh. Black and white, that's kind of good. Black nice. pepper white gravy. Right. And then we top it with dill pickle relish and a little bit of lingonberry jam. And it's served in one of those uh, King's Hawaiian rolls, so kind of a soft, sweet bun. Superior it's to all squishable. other breads, in my opinion. It is. I don't know why you would ever make any other bread. If you have access to Hawaiian bread, don't even bother with anything else. Makes a great slider, too. Yeah, phenomenal. So we've got that. That is our, our new, fo- new fair food. But then we have a bonus food. I don't know if you know about the whole bonus food. We submitted this food to the fair, and they said, hey, you know, I think we've got, uh, we're just going to give you the sweet meat ball, but go ahead. We'll give you our blessing, and you can sell that one, too. We're just not going to market it as a new food. Well, it's our number one. It actually surpassed the, the, the meatball sandwich. So we've got these bacon-stuffed tots. Yeah. And yeah. It's, a, it's a little bit... Yeah. It's a little Get bit a like a twice-baked potato. Yeah, I, I actually already had one while you were doing the introductions. I snuck down there and had one. Because if you listen to the show, you know that bacon is is really the only food group for me. <laughs> and and it holds a special place. Schmitty in is my like 70% heart. bacon. It's, yeah. yeah it's true. People don't realize 70% that. 70% bacon and 29% beer. And cheesy bacon is, yeah. 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 The well, scientists are still trying to figure out the other 1%. <laughs> we, we tripled, we, we didn't double down, but we tripled down on the bacon on this. So we've got bacon oh. inside the tot. Little sprinkle on top, and then uh, get this our Hormel rep. We called and ordered 600 pounds of bacon fat, and we infused the sour cream with bacon fat. Oh my god! So you got it three ways. That's 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 special. And these things are flying. Uh, I've got both of my kids here working with me. We pretty much my mom was rolling tots, so we're hand rolling each one, and we're selling you know thousands of these things. That's amazing. That's awesome. Talk a little bit about 
the process of coming up with these ideas for the fair? Because there is, you know, every time the fair rolls around, there's there's always got to be some pressure, right? Yeah. We got to come up with a beer. We got to come up with a special yep. fair beer. We got to come up with a special fair food. What is that? When do you start that process and how does it usually work? So we'll take a recap meeting in September. Everyone will take a deep breath. And licensing, believe it or not, starts in October. So Dennis will kind of be throwing paperwork out to us and saying, hey, you know, you guys want to come back next year? And we're like, of course. And uh, we'll, we'll do that. And then we'll just spitball some ideas. You know, if we saw something out here that, you know, sparked an idea or one year we all went down to the Texas State Fair just to see what they were doing down there. And we actually found that someone copied us right down to the malted milk ball what? in the bottom of our chicken and the waffle. <laughs> no kidding. Two weeks after That's we awesome. first served it here. So they, they may have came up to Minnesota. They came recon. to Minnesota and copied us. Um, <laughs> and then, we'll you know, we'll look kind of first of the year. We might make a list of 10, 20 items, and then we'll get to January, and everyone has their trend list, their what's hot, what's not. And we'll kind of take a look at mm. both national trends mm. and you know, trends here in the Midwest. And then we'll start cooking, and our chefs will cook in February, and we'll kind of be like, hey, yay, nay, yay, nay. And we'll narrow it down to maybe five or six things. And then it becomes about production and supply. Sure. So when you're going to sell 15,000 of something, you got to be friends and confident in your suppliers that they can actually get you the product. And you also got to know that the facilities that you have there at the Blue Barn can handle it, right? Yes. You don't want to be, I mean, the fair is 12 days, and every day is like a month's worth of business, <laughs> right. right? So if you run out for one day, it's like being out of a product for an entire month in the real world. So you really have to lock down your supply and then production time and throughput. And, you know, we don't want someone waiting in line for 25 minutes and then have to wait another 20 minutes to get their food. So we want to be... Um, able to execute in, you know, just a couple minutes. So we are almost out of time for this segment. I did want to talk real quick. Um, you've got so many great beverages. You've got so many great food items going on at the Blue Barn. What is your suggested pairing after being at the fair now for over a week when it's time for you to sit down for a break? What do you have for a food drink combo? So we brewed a beer called Limelight uh -huh. this summer. It's, it's an American wheat. It's, it's a patio pound it's a sessionable beer. It's citrusy and balanced with a little sea salt and agave. And I love that with the tots because it that citrus kind of cuts through the um, you know the, the the texture and the and the fat and the full mouth feel of the tot. I just think it's a great pairing. That's that's exactly what I figured you were gonna say, and that's what I'm gonna have. That or the corn add. fritters. Yeah, I think it would be break. really good with the corn fritters too. Those corn fritters are fantastic, by the way. Thank we you. haven't had a chance to talk about it, but those corn fritters are well, are top notch. And you can contrast or complement in terms of pairings. Sure. And I think that citrus of the beer would be a good complement mm -hmm. with the chimichurri. Well, I gotta say, I want to say this about limelight before we break. That to me is like. That's what a fair beer should be. You know, I mean, we talked a lot when we did the, fair, we did, did the preview show. And there's a lot of really, like, heavy, sweet, malty beers. And those are good. They taste fantastic. I'm not knocking them at all. But 
it's August. You're right. outside. Hot. It's hot. Yeah. You know, I want something crisp. I want something refreshing. I want something sessionable. Yeah. I want something I can pound. Pound. And uh, and Limelight, it checks all those boxes. And it's not a stunt beer. You know, we didn't yep. want our brewers are real. You- you True can brew this beer craft. all year round. Right. Yeah. They did not Please want to do. make a stunt beer. In fact, yep. I mean, you get, like, cue the eye roll if you ask them to do something like that, well, right? And, and actually, it goes along with the food items, too. Those are not stunt food items. You could you could have those all year round, in fact. Please, it's please make those, uh, both those, the schmorgus and the bacon tots. Uh, please make those all year round at one of your great restaurants. Absolutely. I, I right. think there's there's talk of that. There's <laughs> right. talk of that. I love it. Well, right. that we will do it. Yep. yep, we're up against a break. You're listening to the Minnesota Beer Cast at the Minnesota State Fair, Minnesota Craft Brewers Guild exhibit in the Horticulture Building. Again, I want to thank them, and I want to thank Freehouse Beer for sponsoring the program. We'll be right back. Strawberry Mint Frolet. Frozen hard lemonade with a twist. So come see us at the fair at the Blue Barn, located in the West End Market. Have you watched the value of your house continue to go up? Maybe it's time to put that equity to work while rates are still fairly low. Americans have over $5.5 trillion in tappable equity that can be used for many things like paying off very high credit cards, student loans, remodel your house, or add that pool your kids have begged you for. Hi, I'm Wesley Hoagland with Lennox Financial. Let us put you in a position to do any of these things with... All right, welcome back to the Minnesota Beer Cast, live at the Horticulture Building, a Minnesota Craft Brewers Guild. Again, uh, really appreciate uh, them lending us some stage time, and I appreciate Freehouse Beer for sponsoring the program. Make sure to stop by the Blue Barn, try Limelight, and while you're there, thank them for sponsoring the Beer Cast. Yeah, you know, we talked about Limelight. We talked about some of the food items, but we didn't talk about the other kind of special beverage that you are uh, are doing over. It's a, a strawberry mint Frole, am I saying that right? It's a frole. So talk to us about what the uh, the frole is. You don't have to get too geeky on us, but give us kind of the the overview of the frole because it's kind of special. It's a neutral malt beverage base. So I'm sure your listeners know what that is. Like you try to make something that really doesn't taste like beer, right? Which seems counter. But, but it gives you what? it gives you a blank palate to work yes. on. So that's a blank palate. It's about five percent ABV, if I recall, and then we add some fresh homemade lemonade. We add strawberry puree, and then we do a pretty strong infusion of mint into a simple syrup to kind of balance that out. And then a really um, smart friend of mine um, who makes bitters told me that we should add some salt. He goes, you just need a little bit of sea salt in there too, because otherwise. It would just be too sweet, and you want everyone wants a balanced drink, so we we throw that into a, basically a Taylor brand ice cream machine or something that you'd see in a Dairy Queen or a, you know an icy at SA maybe, right. and it churns and it aerates and it freezes and it's super easy to serve and it's super fun. Make a boozy, tasty slushy. It's a boozy, it's a boozy, summery adult slushy. It's amazing. I've often fantasized about having one of those slushy machines in my downstairs bar. Like I have like just like a really sad like <laughs> man cave downstairs. I call it a bar. It's just a sink with some beer behind it. But I've often. <laughs> 
fantasize about having one of those down there and like one of those sweet like silver pizza making ovens oh, you have like at the, the bar. Oh, like the Heggies, like yeah, the Heggies oh, oven. Yeah, you said the magic word, Heggies. Yeah, I would well, love, I would love to have just those two things down there to complete my sad little man space. I will tell you, I was over in the grandstand looking at all the like Nutra bullets and p- cookware and uh-huh. like the best shoelaces in the world or whatever else you can buy over there, and they have those slushy machines over there See, in the grandstand. I, I might be making a stop on the way out of here. It's, it's. I'm gonna have to write that down. <laughs> I bet you get a set of Ginsu knives or something with oh, it too. Oh yeah, Ginsu knife. Get the vegetable peelers. You're gonna have to check all those boxes on the way out, right? <laughs> it's it's been fun though because we love beer, you love beer, but there is a segment out here that is underserved. So I think the Frolet, the frozen adults lemonade, you know, gives it, it just brings a little bit of fun and it just opens up another opportunity. Enormous crossover appeal too. As a beer drinker, I'm so stoked to try that. It sounds fantastic. Cool. That's See, that's awesome. what I mean. That's what we're going for. Exactly. So we um, we do also have um, Jeremy here from Prize Brewing, who's going to talk to us a little bit about um, ABR uh, among other things. So let's uh, let's get into ABR a little bit, Jeremy. Hi. Hi. <laughs> uh, that's great. That was an First, awkward. That was an awkward ABR. Yeah, it's Sorry. fine. You know, I'm here. Hi. How's everybody doing? Uh, yeah, great things. I just want to point out a couple of really good things is that we are in the horticulture building and what the guild has done here and just looking at some facts about what this is it's seven years running uh the fact that we're gonna go through 800 kegs during this state fair is just mind-blowing like that is amazing seven years ago none of this was even here and this i want to actually i want to hit on that a little bit and stephanie you might you might have some thoughts on this too but um we're into about what year i'd say four or five of the beer becoming an attractant at yeah. the state fair. Yeah. Right? Maybe about four years or so. Yeah. It kind of started and it's grown and it's grown and it's grown to where now the beer is almost on par with the food. It is. In terms of the new beers and the new beers to try. Yeah. And along with the food, I'd say, you know, everybody's like, how can I make something, how can I take it back or make it a little bit different, represent it and just make it a new experience? Um, just like the same thing with the beers. We're seeing a lot of like just really state fair beers. Like right. you'll never get them anywhere else. Uh, it's a run on, on, you know, this state fair food, which is kind of fun. So, yeah, no, it's fun. I think Stephanie, it's great. Stephanie, has that been, I mean, you've been at the Blue Barn for a long time. Has that been a... Has that been a game changer for you, the the rise of the popularity of, hey, well, let's go to the State Fair not only to try all the foods, but also we want to try all the fun, unique, weird beers that are here? Yeah. I, I think what happens at the fair, I mean, it's a kind of a, it's a microcosm of what's going on in the greater community. And I think the fair was lagging. The fair has finally caught up. And, you know, it was the coffee revolution and the craft brewing and the distilleries. And, and now we've got great beer here. And people don't want to settle. They want to know that the beer matches the food and they can come out here and get a great experience and um you know, we've got a lot to offer in this town. And the market's really challenging. I mean, if you look at how many breweries are open now, I mean, right now we're looking at 90 breweries being represented here at the State Fair. Um, you can't make bad beer. Like, you'll just, people are going to move past you. And so this just makes it that we're in probably one of the most competitive markets, but also that means that we're also having driving the best beer quality than any other state. So. Going back to uh, what you were saying about, sorry, um, about the the Craft Brewers Guild, this becoming like more of a draw in the past four or five years. 
Um, I really think maybe like the Surly Bill had something to do with that. Like we're we're yes. seeing these local breweries that already have followings and they want to do something special because they love their community. And I mean, where else than the great Minnesota get together to do it? Yeah, that's a great point. I, I agree 100%. Without that Surly Bill passing, I don't know that any of this happens. So I wanted to ask a question kind of pertaining to the, the specialness and kind of the one-offs with beers at the state fair. Do you think it's a good idea for brewers who want to kind of build a presence and an awareness for their brands at the state fair to be doing one-offs and kind of specialty, quote-unquote, gimmicky beers at the state fair to build their awareness that way? Or should they be trying to sell beers that kind of speak to their core brands and everyday products? I think it does two things, right? It, it makes its brand awareness. We like to do brand awareness, so people are doing. But the one thing is, is it gives us a break. We get to be creative and do something really fun and just show how talented we are to try to like basically take certain flavors and bring them in and do this in a different medium. So I think it's really awesome. I think by showing your creativity, it naturally escalates into brand building. And so I think overall, it's a, it's a great experience for the consumer and, it's just, and we have fun doing it, so. And maybe to pick up on the trend, too. I mean, we've, we've noticed people are really digging the fruit beers. And so if you wanted to step outside of your comfort zone or you wanted to get a little jiggy, you could, you could do a fruit beer and know sure. that you didn't have to brew 400 kegs of it. And, it's, and it's, you're not going to sit on it. But it's fun. And I feel like the people that go out of their way to try unique, fun state fair beers they're also the type of people that are going to remember where it came from. Sure. You know what I mean? They're, sure. You know, like, they're going to remember that it was uh, Freehouse, or it was Prize, or it was Fair State, or it was Hoops, or Bent Paddle. You know, they're going to remember that name that came with that beer, uh, and, and that's, that's good for the brewery in the long run. And maybe that's, maybe that's the double-edged sword, is, is being able to execute a quote-unquote gimmick beer well, and, and, being, and being a, a talented be brewer, right? Because if you can do a gimmick beer well, you can do the other beers well, right? Yeah. So if you're doing the, the one-off caramel McDrizzle with a, a twist and chocolate chip cookie on top, right, but it's not done well, then they're not going to come check out the rest of your core brands. Would that be would that be an accurate assessment? Yeah, no, I think that it's got to be delicious. If it's not delicious, then you're then it's not a win. That that could be said with all beer. That's kind of my motto of life. <laughs> if it's what, not delicious, live. If it's not delicious, keep on moving. <laughs> I, I like that motto a lot, Drew. So what else, should we talk about some uh, some of the other more uh, guild activities you got going on, Jeremy? Um, no, I mean it's it's cool. It's nice that there's educational purposes here. Um, I also want to point out that when you come to this building representing the guild and seeing what things we set up to help educate everybody, that you can also buy different flights that we have here. They give you floor, four different options, uh, ten bucks. You can go to Minnesota Mix, a bunch of different varieties. You have hoppy and bitter, uh, malty and sweet, and several other ones. Um, so it's just really cool. It's an educational piece. You can come here. You can talk to people or see a seminar with, uh, with somebody that's in the industry that can help you. And if you're a home brewer, to just somebody that's curious about how this whole thing happens, it's a great place to come. Side note, if anyone's going to be around tomorrow at noon, there will be a presentation on Minnesota hops right in this very spot. And it'll be Rachel Brand from Mighty Axe Hops, Minnesota's first uh, local hop farm, and Melissa Rainville from Summit Brewing, and I'll be there too. So... Cool. And you actually brought some, some hops and some liquids. 
We'll find out what those are uh, next. We'll come up on a break. We'll take a break. We'll be right back. This is the Minnesota Beer Cast presented by Freehouse Beer. Welcome back to the Minnesota Beer Cast. Jeremy, we're trying to do a show here. The only way we can get you to stop talking during the break is actually start the segment. <laughs> and we ran out of food. Well, no, we ate all the food. Yeah, we ran out of it. Yeah. So then I was like, okay, now what? <laughs> it was delicious. It was very, very good. Uh, so, Thank yeah, you, thanks again to uh, Stephanie from Blue Barn for providing us with some great food to sample. Uh, we got, what, three days left in the fair here. Get yourself to Blue Barn. I, wouldn't, I don't even know what to recommend. Like, we had the corn fritters, we had the meatball, we had the pierogies, we had the bacon tots. I genuinely do not know which one of those I would recommend. It's time for the wheel, right? You just spin the wheel and I'll have that one. You can't go wrong. Yeah. I mean, there's so, there's Your mic's not on, Schmitty. It's supposed to be. <laughs> it's, it's supposed to be on. What Maybe you, you accidentally changed the channel. Jer- Jeremy wants to be the, yeah. the star of the show. Well, we'll, why don't you come over here, get nice and cozy, Jeremy. We'll share this microphone. Hey, buddy. So we were talking about the food, and I honestly don't know what I would recommend. The, uh, man, that horseradish sauce was amazing on the pierogi. The the corn fritters with the chimichurri were phenomenal. The, The bacon tots, I mean, there's bacon three ways. I don't know how you go wrong with that. And the, the Hawaiian bread with the smorgasbord is <laughs> to, uh, I turned into the Swedish chef there, and now I know why he loves life. Yeah. So love the state fair. Oh, so great. So fast goes by so fast. And and after after the fair is done, you know you're entering my favorite time of year, which is autumn. And in autumn is one of the best festivals of the year, which is the Autumn Brew Review. Love ABR. Is that a better segue than last time? It was much better. Thank you. Thank you, Andrew. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, the ABR is coming up, um, and I love it. It's probably my, my favorite guild event that's coming up. Um, it's where everybody goes out, and you actually see a lot of the, the breweries bring the best of the best um, for this guild event. It's it's very special to us. So what, what are you bringing to uh, ABR, Jeremy? So, we are actually racking off our Russian Imperial Stout, and it's uh, it's been sitting in Jim Beam barrels for almost a year, and it is ready, and we're just going to do a sneak preview. It. It's going to be a timed release. I'm not sure what time that is, but it's going to be a release. Um, Have I told you I hate timed releases? What? Have I told you that I hate timed releases? You know, when you don't know times and you only have five gallons, you have to. Otherwise, Why did you only make five gallons, Jeremy? Well, we want we, we have much more. This is just a sneak preview of our Russian Imperial Stout. God, why don't you bring more so you don't have to do a timed release? You know, it's about, it's, it's sometimes you just got to, you know, just give people a sample. Tell them to stop complaining. The beer is yeah. delicious. Andrew, you have to be there at this time because you'll have some samples, right, what too. What time do I have to be at the prize? booth to taste your Russian Imperial Stout. Uh, that will be available on our website. All right. <laughs> All right. And 
So that's at ABR. And yes. what is the uh, the time and the date for ABR this year? Because there's there's a lot of new details with ABR. It's no longer at uh, at the the home that ABR has had for several years. It's no longer at the uh, the brewery in Northeast. Yep. They changed it to Hall Island, correct? Yep. You know what's interesting about that, by the way, is ABR is always on September 15th, and my birthday is on the 16th, and so I don't have to plan my birthday at all. <laughs> that's it's always it's always a great party, all for me. So it's on the 15th. It's at Halls Island, which is 907 Sibley Street, Northeast. It's 45 bucks. You can go get your tickets from the Guild website. And it's, uh, it's always a great event, I do have to say. Even it's always with, good. Even with timed releases. Yep, and I like how they put it. It's between 1 and 5. Like, it's just a nice middle of the day. It gets down to 5, and you kind of figure out what you want to do. And during the time, you can just really invest in the day. Just, I love the event. Yeah, my, my favorite thing to do after, uh, after the ABR is go, go find a great spot in Northeast to go kind of wind down your, uh, your afternoon. Anchor fish and chips. You know what? <laughs> I, it's, been, it's been far too long for me to, to go visit the Anchor fish and chips they uh oh, so good. oh man the helicopter burger <sighs> love it the, the what oh man what what kind of fish is in the helicopter burger jeremy i'm a burger man man i love that helicopter but it's, burger but it's anchor fish and chips yeah i don't think i could go to anchor fish and chips <laughs> and not order the fish and chips i really don't think i could pull we'll that go off. there and we'll split halvesies i do not have the willpower <laughs> So uh, aside from your Imperial Stout, I was sent um, some nice previews that are going to be at ABR, some special collaboration beers. Uh, Planetary Gearbox is a uh, collab between August Shell Brewing and Sociable Cider Works. It's a blend of freewheeler cider fermented at the Star Keller and then blended with a mixed culture Berliner Weiss that was aged for a year in the Cypress wood tanks before aged on raspberries for another six months. That sounds good. I'm not sure when that timed release is going to be, but <laughs> look for it on their website. Uh, there was <laughs> I'm sensing you're not a fan of the timed release. <laughs> really? Is that coming I don't through? Know. I don't know. Mm. I, I mean, I get that feeling. Mm, not so, sure. what, so what happens if you get late there and you don't get any? <laughs> this is planning. 56 Brewing and Omni Brewing are going to have a collaboration called Zero Friends. Um, it's a, a hazy double dry hopped IPA with the all post-kettle hops for zero IBUs. So I think they have Zero Friends because there's... I think it's because all the uh, the brewers don't like the uh, the hazy IPAs. I so think they made a the, hazy uh, IPA with zero IBUs. Right. Because it's all post-boil hop additions. So there's going to be no, no IBUs. Because that's, that's how the, the chemistry works out, right, Jeremy? Is this a protest beer? I, I, I don't know. <laughs> and then the... Uh, brings, the n- brings no friends. The one that makes me most excited is the uh, Tin Whiskers and Pearson's Candy Nut Goody Porter. This actually sounds really great. Um, so the Nut Goody Porter is a collaboration between Tin Whiskers and Pearson's to create a Nut Goody Porter. It's a silky dark porter that will be aged on chocolate, peanut butter, and maple to mimic the flavors of Pearson's Nut Goody Bar, originally introduced in 1912 and still produced on its West 7th in St. Paul to this day. So that should be pretty awesome. ABR. I have, I have had some pretty doggone good um, porters and stouts aged on peanuts and cocoa before, and I have not had one with the addition of maple, so I cannot wait to try this beer. I'm, I'm greatly looking forward to it. 
Anything else you want to talk about, Jeremy? Anything new besides ABR and guild activities? Sure. Um, all things are great. Um, one cool thing about Prize is we just started our wild fermentation. You don't say. Uh, mixed culture stuff, which is really fun. Oh. Yeah. Congratulations. Thanks. Ah. Uh, it's actually one of those things that allows the creativity to go to endless possibilities. So for those that aren't aware, what is, what is wild fermentation, Jeremy? Well, there's two different things. It just means that you're using a lot of yeast and bacteria to create a beer. But the cool thing about it is, is as as much as the as kettle sours or lacto, lactobacillus used lactic acid sours, mm -hmm. um, they kind of all tart. We get them tart. We make them high tart. We make them low tart. We add fruit to them. But this is a different because we have other bacteria and different yeasts that play into it. So we're able to like really bring out the natural flavors. Like you'll get things that sound bad, but until you actually try them, they're amazing. Like you'll get from Brett Mice's, you'll get like cool barnhouse, this super ripe fruit. Even though there's no fruit added, you'll get this depth and a soul to a beer that when I first had my farmhouse beer, it just took my palate to just a different world. And I was like, this is something I have to do. So in order to get there, I had to kind of build our ambiance and get all of our, our ales going, get everything going. And so now we have another program. So we're introducing that. And I, I couldn't be more excited. So we, uh, we are coming up on a break here. We're going to come back uh, after this and talk more with Jeremy about wild fermentation. And uh, we're going to make sure that Rose gets her time in to talk about uh, quality uh, control and quality assurance and talk a little more about the uh, Camp Fair State coming Camp up. Camp Fair State coming up next weekend. Mm -hmm. So make your plans now. We'll be right back. This is the Minnesota Beer Cast from the Minnesota Brewers Guild, Horticulture Building, Minnesota State Fair, presented by Freehouse Beer. We'll be right back. Strawberry Mint Frolet. Frozen hard lemonade with a twist. So come see us at the fair at the Blue Barn, located in the West End Market. Have you watched the value of your house continue to go up? Maybe it's time to put that equity to work while rates are still fairly low. Americans have over $5.5 trillion in tappable equity that can be used for many things like paying off very high credit cards, student loans, remodel your house, or add that pool your kids have begged you for. Hi, I'm Wesley Hoagland with Lennox Financial. Let us put you in a position to do any of these things with... segment of the Minnesota Beer Cast Final State Fair Edition. Going to be sad to wrap this up, man. The State Fair shows are always a lot of fun. You know what? I'm going to be sad, but I'm going to be a lot drier and yeah. cooler. Yeah, I won't be quite as sweaty. <laughs> I'm pretty sweaty. That's all right. I just want everybody to know. Thanks. Very. Thanks for sharing. Very sweaty. <laughs> <laughs> we, we have had a lot of fun. Thanks thanks so much to, uh, to Freehouse and the Blue Barn for sponsoring the show and joining us for the first couple of segments. Always a pleasure to be joined by them and, and to, for bringing the food and for sharing their samples with the audience. Uh, just, just so fantastic and, and great to have them aboard. Thanks to Jeremy for joining us and thanks uh, to Rose for, for joining us as well. We have, not, uh, we have not had you on before and thanks for joining us, Rose. Thanks for having me. What's up, everybody? I'm Rose. I'm the QAQC person at Fair State Brewing Co-op. Uh, we are Minnesota's first uh, brewing co-op, and uh, we recently opened a production facility in St. Paul, so you're probably seeing our cans in more liquor stores around the Twin Cities and even out-of-state Minnesota. Yeah. Um, 
So I do quality. So for those that, that don't know, uh, including myself, what, what do you do as a, a quality person at a brewery? What's your, what's your nine to five gig? Oh man, I don't know if I'd say it's a nine to five, more like a seven to six some days, but you know. Um, so kind of a three-pronged approach. Like we're, I'm, I'm a microbiologist. I went to the U. I love the St. Paul campus. It's like I'm home again. Um, but microbiology, analytical tests, so looking at our packaged product, assessing um, oxygen levels during canning, monitoring fermentations, checking yeast performance, tracking yeast batch to batch, you know. Um, what else do I do? I feel like there's other stuff too. But, oh, sensory. <laughs> I do sensory. That's, that's why I'm supposed to be here. So that's a lot yeah. of science going into that beer. <laughs> yep, yep. So you you brought some samples with you today, and if, if folks are interested, um, you want them to come up and take a take a gander and take a sniff at uh, what you I, brought. And I encourage people come up and stick your nose in that bag of hops. I swear it, so it is so amazing. It's like Get a up here dank and put nectarines. Your nose deep in that bag of hops. So, as a, as a trained microbiologist, you when you're testing for quality, are you testing for the the It'll things that, that should be there in the beer? Are you testing for things that should not be there in the beer? And how and when are you are you testing for the, these quality factors? So, uh, yeah, so mostly concerned about things that should not be there. Um, lactobacillus pediococcus, obviously, are the big two lactic acid-producing bacteria. And also wild yeasts. Um, so Fair State does a lot of mixed culture, mixed fermentation. Mm -hmm. um, and we're actually doing it in the same premise as we're doing our uh, our clean beer. Um, we have a, a Some folks physical consider barrier, that a little, a little dangerous, right? Yeah, yeah. It's a, it's a little risky, but I'm confident in our CIP procedures and our staff and also I guess I'm like I'm there too I do something um, <laughs> yeah so basically making sure that we're not cross-contaminating um, how hard is that I mean when, you know because you are dealing with you know with wild fermentation you're dealing with, with, with things that you can't necessarily control 100 percent so yeah i mean it's <laughs> yeah I, i've always been fascinated with this you know with, with the with the wild fermentation with sort of the sour beers because there's 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 an element of gambling that's done every time you create a batch of this right well i'd say every time we do a, a first batch of something so we have some cultures we have barrels that have been consistently performing so when we're looking to package something like barrel fermented do pound uh, we're specifically picking barrels where we know what the flavor tastes like we know what we can expect um, but yeah there there definitely is like Someone described microbiology in beer as like a pinch of voodoo, and I don't know. Well, some, and sometimes I think it's accurate. Yeah. Um, but making sure that you have strong sanitary procedures throughout your brewery is going to do a lot. Like some people won't work with saison strains because they're concerned about its diastatic capabilities, and so long I've, as I've said that all my life. Oh. <laughs> Well, you know, if, if your CIPs are adequate, there's if you're not con if you're not cross contaminating your ale and lager strains, there's no reason that you shouldn't be that, so, or there's no reason that you would be cross contaminating your well, mixed culture and clean beer. Yeah, why don't you and Jeremy break that down for the slow guys <laughs> like me and Drew the the CIP and the diastatic capabilities? What does that mean for yeah. for the slow guys? So like when you're doing that, and we we inoculate our barrels, and we built our house cultures. Uh, what happens also is we have the power of selection, and so we can actually go with different varieties that are less spore creating. Uh, we can do one that are more controlled. 
control that we can clean. Um, CIP basically is uh, clean in place, which means we're able to use, when she says that she's cleaning stuff, or their team's doing a great job cleaning, it just means that they're using the correct uh, caustic solution to kill all living bacteria and fungus that's possibly in the lines. And so you know that when a place makes clean beer, and you're like, man, I don't sense any problems with this beer, you know that their CIP and their cleaning regimen is perfect. So it's just uh, it's one of those things that if you don't know how to clean, this is not the business for you. And that's something that, you know, with, with experience, with, a, with, a, with an educated palate, you could taste, right? Yep, and that's where it comes on. Even Rose is talking about sensory. I mean, just like the things you go through sensory, oxidation, metallic, all these things. Uh, we train our staff, as I'm well you guys do too, um, about what those things are. And we have a panel that we go through and we try those. And if somebody says, I sense this, uh, it doesn't mean that everybody in the room can sense that. So it's very unique having not only having good beer, but it's also unique to have the team and the panel that senses different things because not everybody tastes things the same. And just to kind of interject, um, a lot of it's genetic, but you can train your palate. Uh, so if you're tasting the same off flavors repeatedly and like decreasing the dilutions that you're tasting them at, you can eventually get really adept at picking up things like diacetyl. That's how like, yeah, you know what I'm talking about, that buttery off flavor that you might pick up. Um, yeah, and... I'm that, sorry, I'm just babbling. No, that, no, home, that home brewer says, everybody loves my beer. If, yeah. you, if you want to taste some diacetyl, maybe check out some of him, his beer. There, there may be a little bit in it. You know what's crazy? Um, you can go and spend a bunch of money on like a, a Siebel test kit, but if you look on the internet, you can actually just create one yourself that's pretty cheap using like standard herbs and stuff, or maybe put some chocolate in this and a Bud Light, taste it. Like Everything is really achievable, so if you want to know what these things taste like that we're referring to, um, just Google the thing, uh, how to make your own QA test and, or sensory profile test and it's awesome. And, and Rose, you're going to be doing um, some sensory at Camp Fair State coming up uh, this coming weekend. It's going to be September 7th through 9th. It's going to be at Sturgeon Lake at the YMCA. There's going to be, what, two different classes there, right? Yeah, so um, I'm leading two sensory classes at Camp Fair State. Uh, one is going to be about the raw ingredients of beer. So today I actually brought with me um, some Idaho 7 hops, uh, some London Ale 3 yeast, and and um, some malt samples, too. And these are, uh, you can't see this over the podcast, obviously, but I made up some hop teas, which is how we assess the aroma capabilities of hops. Um, so you just steep them, press them down in a French press, uh, and then give it a whiff. Uh, so I'll be doing a raw ingredient sensory using hop teas and the ASBC hot steep method, looking Whoa. at malt. That smells um, awesome. We're also uh, doing a... Um, an off-flavor course, and this time, so last, last camp we did uh, some homemade spike kits, but this time we sprung for the fancy Siebel kits, so you know you're getting your money's worth. Um, yeah, so awesome. we'll be assessing diacetyl, DMS, acetaldehyde, sulfur, um, and uh, some other off flavors too. Yeah, there's going to be a ton of activities at uh, at Camp Fair State. Um, there's going to be coffee cupping. There's going to be home brewing. There's going to be like traditional camp activities. There's going to be archery, hiking, canoeing. I'm going to be doing a lot of hammocking and <laughs> drinking. Oh yeah. Um, so if you're if you're interested, head to the website. Yeah, there's to, still uh, room. Fair State Brewing. Yep. And, yeah, and buy still a couple room to tickets. Yeah, it's. Uh, I'm looking forward to it. I think I said the last time uh, we had uh, Nick on, kind of preview what he was going to be doing there. Uh, I'm, I'm looking forward to uh, comparing notes with my son who's been going to summer camp all summer long. Yeah. Because he's going to have his version, and I'm going to have my I'm really version. bummed that I'm not going to... Uh I'm not going to be able to make it. What? I'm going to, I got to, I'll you told, be. You told me you were going to be the little spoon. I was, 
<laughs> what? I'm so disappointed. Schmitty, between the two of us, there is no little spoon. <laughs> <laughs> well, the littler spoon. The little big spoon. Darn it. No, I'll be, uh, I'll be out of town for uh, getting back in the, in the middle of while Camp Fair State is going on. But where can people sign up if they want to, uh, if they want to attend or learn more about Camp Fair State? I definitely encourage it. It sounds like an amazing time. Thank you. Well, uh, so you can either stop by our tap room at 2506 Central, do it in person, and uh, you'll be entered to win a camping prize pack, which consists of a t-shirt and a limited edition mug. Come on, guys. Nice. There you go. Um, it's here for the mug. You can also go to our website. So. And, uh, and if you're out fair here State. at the fair and want to grab some Fair State beers, you can go to Coasters and grab Vienna Lager. Go to Dino's and grab some PLA IPA. Uh, go to Andy's Grill and grab some Roselle. Mancini's for the uh, Roselle. And uh, here, of course, at the Craft Brewers Guild for rotating flights. And that is going to wrap it up. We are about out of time. Any last-minute things you guys want to plug? Jeremy from Prize, Rose from Fair State. Just thanks for having us. It's hey, always fun. Thanks for being on. It's, we uh, love having you on. Yeah, it's always great. great. It's always fun. I always have a great time with you guys. So just having us on. And, yeah, we'll see you guys at ABR for me. Absolutely. Rose, any last-minute plugs? Thank you guys so much. This has been wonderful. You've been great. And thank you to everybody. Give yourselves a round of applause Woo! for coming out. Shout out to the Ashtons and also my mom and Annette. <laughs> Shout out to all the moms. That's awesome. Uh, thank you guys for coming out. Thank you so much to the uh, Minnesota Craft Brewers Guild for having us. Another very successful state fair run of shows. Always a blast. And uh, thank you to Freehouse Beer for sponsoring the Minnesota Beercast. Download the iHeartRadio app. Follow the Minnesota Beercast on there. You'll get notifications every time new episodes In are posted. We'll see you next week. Cheers. Casually mentioned the fact that I like to drink beer This little song is more to the point Roll out the barrel and lend me your ears I like beer It makes me a jolly good